You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 159 of Take a Bell. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this week we have the Tony preview episode. Uh, As always, I'm so excited. Guys, I'm going to the Tonys this year. I'm going to be there. I'm so freaking excited. It's going to be the first time I'm ever going to be at the Tonys, Uh, and it's kind of a, a crazy... Uh, feeling and I'm just so honored to have been invited and uh, allowed to be in the media room I won't even be at at the like actual like Tony's and watching the Tony's I'll be in the media room so uh, once the performers are done or um, whenever the Tony winners win and they come off stage they'll talk to the press and everything and I'll get to ask them some fun questions so I'm super excited Uh, and uh, before we get into that I'm going to talk about while you all are while I'm doing that y'all are going to be watching who wins and you guys can keep me updated because I'll probably be checking my phone so I have all my predictions on on this week's episode not all of them uh we have we are joined by two special guests Sean McManus is here to talk musicals with me and we have the incredible editor of the lovely take a bow uh Jessica Lauren who helps edit the podcast and she joined me and we talked Tony's as well um which was super exciting and it was the first time she was ever on the podcast and I was so happy that she was able to talk to me about it and without her we would have literally had no play chatter so I'm so glad that she was willing to come on and we were able to talk uh some plays and as well as musicals uh but just Broadway in general and Tony things but we have a long episode coming at you all but before we get into that I've just got to make a couple announcements and some Broadway news it's very exciting stuff um tony awards are going to be uh live this sunday on june 11th at starting at 8 p.m but it's going to be like seven o'clock is like the red carpet and the pre-show stuff and act one they're doing an act one so it's they're doing the um the awards that aren't always um broadcasted uh they're gonna be doing that like they did last year on pluto tv uh and that's gonna be hosted by skylar aston and julianne huff i also think that's gonna be available on paramount plus um so that'll be very exciting and then of course we have ariana debose uh hosting the real live full event which we are super excited for queen and it's gonna be great there's a lot of performances this year y'all there's a lot of performances we have one we have camelot into the woods akimbo uh New York, New York, and Juliet, Parade, Some Like It Hot, Shucked, 
and Sweeney Todd. So that's nine shows are performing, which I think has to be a record because we also have A Beautiful Noise and Funny Girl. Those two are obviously not nominated for Tony's. Uh, a Beautiful Noise, unfortunately, did not get any. And Funny Girl was a, a part of a different season. So uh, there's 11 Broadway shows total. And then there's going to be two other special performances. Um, so that's a total of 13 performances. And that's got to be because of the writer's strike. Uh, I have to think it's because of that and uh, you know, not doing some sketches or whatever it may be uh, to fill some time. But they instead will be doing performances, which I'm super excited about. Everyone will get a little bit of taste of all the shows and uh, form their opinions before we see who wins Best Musical. Very exciting. I got to talk about Shucked. I saw it this week, and there's been a lot of news uh, happening around it. I loved the show. Uh, I saw it on Tuesday, fell in love, and I hope that we will get some Shucked content coming very soon because I'm just, I will talk about it for days. Uh, but I'm not going to keep you along with it. Uh, I just want to mention that I saw it and absolutely loved it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I want to go back and take my whole family. It was so funny. Uh, he, Robert Horn is a genius in writing the show. Um, I would see it a million more times if I could. And he even, Robert Horn actually went on, who the writer spoke the lines for the lead woman, uh, Maisie, the leading actress in the show, uh, played by Caroline Inkerbacher. Very exciting. He was speaking it as one of the co-composers and lyricists uh, as Brandy Clark and uh, Shane McAnally wrote the score. Uh, Brandy actually stood in and sang for, for the role of Maisie which is just so fun. Uh, they were standing at the front of the stage with uh, the books in hands at a music stand. It was so cool. And uh, I can't believe that that happened and they were able to pull it off. It's incredible. And what a uh, performance to be at for an audience member. Um, once in a lifetime opportunity f for the audience and them themselves as the as performing on Broadway. It's super exciting. Uh, but that obviously had to do with air quality in New York City here in New York. So everyone, please, if you are here, uh, stay safe. It's craziness out there. And I can't believe that they were making uh, performers perform. It's a lot, um, especially for some of the older theaters who uh you know can really feel the air quality and the air pressure and all the things so uh stay safe everyone and what a crazy time it was here hamilton camelot uh a couple shows were closing performances and and not having uh night shows obviously wednesday was the worst day and it was a two-show day so some of them had matinees uh but some of them closed their uh canceled their evening shows so uh uh, and then some of them just had a, a lot of understudies and swings and uh, split tracks and all the things. So very, very wild times here on Broadway this week, but uh, very exciting stuff. I'm not going to keep you all too long, especially because we have the two episodes a week. Uh, it's just been a lot and there's, there's a lot of news to talk about, which I'm grateful for and we can catch up about it, but I'll save it all for next week's episode so that I don't overload the content here. So without further ado, I think it's time to get to what we're all so excited about, and that is the Tony Award predictions. Curtain up on Sean McManus and Jessica Lauren. 
Oh my goodness. So we have the Tony Award prediction episode coming at you today. And we have a special guest. We have a returning special guest. We have Sean McManus joining us live from tour of the Beetlejuice tour. Um, Hi, Sean. Thanks for doing this. Hi, Eli. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with you and I'm obsessed that Beetlejuice is living on on the road. How are audiences enjoying it on the road? Audiences love it. And what's so cool is so many people will find us on the road that saw it on Broadway. Yes. So it's amazing. They'll be like, oh, I saw you like at the marquee in in August or whatever. And I'm like, that's the best. So, you know, (laughs) we're we're in Philly right now, which is super close to New York. So we have like, so many repeat offenders here. The uh, the crowds are insane. The the following, the fans are just they're still out there. You know, I'm still seeing Beetlejuice on my for you page on TikTok. It's they're crazy. I love it though. It's awesome. Yeah, that's right. And the cosplay is still going strong. Yes. Oh my god, that must be so fun and so cool that you can you know continue doing it because you did do it on Broadway and now uh, you're still doing it on the road. I love it. Yeah, so exciting. Um, well, let's talk Tony Awards. So I was finally able to see. So I saw Shucked Tuesday. It was the last one I needed to see. And I'm so excited to to talk about it because I know that you saw it. And now I'll be able to like know what you're talking about and talking about it. So um, wh- I guess we'll start out because, you know, when we watch the broadcast, the musical like best musicals usually last so maybe we will end with best musical too, and we'll save that for last. Um, and we'll start out with actors in a musical, and we'll do the featured actors first, actors and actresses, and then we'll do the leads. So um, for featured actor in a musical, oh my god, this category is stacked. Uh, Kevin Cahoon for Shucked, Justin Cooley for Kimberly Akimbo, Kevin Delegate. Aguila? Aguila? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Sorry, Kevin. Uh, Some like it hot. Jordan Donica, who we just had on last episode, period, for Camelot. And Alex Newell for Shucked. Um, What are your thoughts? These performances were all incredible, and I'm so happy that they're all getting recognized. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, well, first of all, let me preface and say anybody who's in all these categories, major props to them, and everyone is so fantastic. So that goes without saying, right? But in my opinion, this is Alex Newell's to lose. I know we brought it up with Shucked, but I just think it's so powerhouse. And I actually think that they should have been nominated for once on this island when they Osaka. And I think that giving them this Tony Award will kind of make up for that and i also just think it's it's warranted the range that that alex Newell shows in this role both acting and vocally i just think is is unmatched but that's my opinion what do you think i could not agree more i was simply blown away when i saw shucked it was literally a standing ovation in the middle of act one which like never happens but we'll get into bonnie milligan in a second but uh that's in like act two and it's kind of like we kind of see that moment coming but like midway to act one i feel like never happens and i feel like that's really the point of the show where audiences start to like actually buy into the show um and it's because of their incredible performance um what i will say is to everyone who is wondering or um you know 
wondering why Alex is in this category. They did come out and say um, that the universal term for being a performer is an actor, a performer, all of that. So they felt that this category, um, you know, represented who they were uh, as an actor on stage and as their job. Um, and that's why we're seeing them in this category among all these other incredible actors. Um, but I could not agree more that it is their award to lose because their performance, I, I mean, everyone was phenomenal, but they just blew it out of the park. I mean, everyone's mind were blown for real. Um, I loved their performance so much. Uh, and then she like, they announced that they were going on out into the West end and she like tweeted, Hey honey, I'm ready to go to London. And I was dying. Yes, yes. I, was, I was dying. Oh my God. She, they, they're literally uh, hilarious. I mean, what an incredible, ugh, it's so much fun. Anyways, uh, I couldn't agree more. Definitely once on this island deserved it as well, but um, hopefully they get their respect here. Um, Cool. Well, that'll be interesting to see. Why don't we move on to featured actress in a musical? Um, We have Julia Lester in Into the Woods, Ruthie Ann Miles in Sweeney Todd, Bonnie Milligan, Kimberly Akimbo, Natasha Yvette Williams for Some Like It Hot, and Betsy Wolf in And Juliet. What do we think? Well, also a stacked category. All of them are incredible. I actually love to see Julia Lester in this category. I think she was such a standout in Into the Woods. And I really was so excited to see her. I don't think she will win. I actually think Mm. Bonnie Milligan is going to take this one home. That's just my opinion. Um, I have never laughed so hard than (laughs) what I have when I saw Kimberly Akimbo. And I just think Bonnie Milligan is one of those people who's climbed the ladder so slowly but efficiently, like found the right roles, has been a part of the community for so long. And I think her main competition here is Betsy Wolf because Mm -hmm. another another big name who's been around in the industry a long time. And there's so much love for Aunt Juliet out there that I think this category is a would be a way to honor that show would be to give Betsy Wolf the Tony. But if you're asking me if I'm a betting man, I'm going with Bonnie Milligan for Kimberly This is crazy. I I could not agree more. And it's similar to my reasoning, similar to Alex. I mean, literally there are two standout number uh, like performances on Broadway and it's both Alex and Bonnie uh giving show-stopping performances show-stopping numbers uh not not once but twice multiple times in in their respective shows um but could not agree with you more I think it was for me Ruthie was phenomenal Julie was phenomenal Natasha was phenomenal and and hearing her story about having asthma and performing with it and what's going on with this New York City fog and everything thing like it it, it, huge props to her but i couldn't agree more as far as the award goes i feel like it's either bonnie or betsy and uh betsy is hilarious and all but uh bonnie with those show stopping i think i feel like if it wasn't for better it would it's a tighter race you know but i feel like better just separates it Yeah. yeah for sure Okay, well, okay, who's, oh, 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 I guess we could go to the lead actors and actresses. Um, do we, who, who should we go first? Do you want to read the names for us? Sure, so for best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical, we have Christian Borel for Some Like It Hot, Jay Harrison G for Some Like It Hot, Josh Groban, Sweeney Todd, 
Ryan Darcy James into the woods, Ben Platt parade and Colton Ryan for New York, New York. What are your thoughts? Um, okay. It's so hard because my heart says J Harrison G and that's who I have to win it. Uh, or that's my official prediction, but the two leads in the same category scares me. And I just don't, yeah, you know, I don't want them to like split votes or anything. And I'm afraid that that's going to happen. And honestly, if that does happen, then I feel like it goes to Ben Platt for parade. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel, I feel like Josh Groban and Brian Darcy and Colton were all great, but I just feel like the front runners in this category for me are Jay and Ben. Um, Because I mean, Ben Platt stays on the stage during intermission. It's kind of, uh, it's, pretty incredible he does not leave the stage for two and a half hours to 45 whatever it is um but i i just love jay's performance and something that we um i hope to see more on broadway and in, in this representation um kind of year i guess the year of representation obviously yeah. there's a lot of work but um it's good to see and hopefully we see more of and hopefully that gets rewarded so i don't know what are your thoughts I agree completely. So far, we're like totally on the same wavelength with all of these. Um, I, I had Harrison G taking home the Tony as well. I think that the Tonys like to reward performances that show a lot of range. And for me, having like to play two different characters essentially um, yeah. and have that big arc, I think Tony's the Tony voters really look for that. So I think that jay harrison has the edge here that being said ben platt's this is not over yet has been on repeat for months since that album and i listen to it so often i also think this is a great comeback vehicle for ben platt because yes you know after the dear evan hansen movie and things were you know not very well received i think that this show couldn't have come at a better time for him also as a jewish american playing this role at this time that's really meaningful um also you can never count ben platt out because he's so strong in everything he does that being said my vote for now is for jay harrison g this is hilarious where we're like we had our two front runners in every category basically be the same uh performance it's hilarious uh but i couldn't agree more especially because like ben platt too is just beloved in our community and uh by the tony voters themselves um so the fact that we do see this range of him you know escaping the the high school a high schooler you know student and now being like a full-fledged adult uh yeah. kind of doing a more serious role i mean Jeremy hansen was a serious role don't get me wrong but uh it's more um i don't know there there's something i guess more mature about this role and uh to see him do something like this and stick his teeth into it do it so brilliantly uh it's pretty cool to see and that may sway tony voters who knows yeah. uh, interesting what are your thoughts here because uh I I mentioned this when the Tony Awards came out. There's six uh, actors nominated and five actresses nominated. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about that? Like, what what is do you, what are your thoughts there? What's what's going on with that? Well, something similar happened when I believe it was the year that Mean Girls was 
uh, eligible because that was also six as well. It was like Haley Kilgore, oh. Louderman. Um, there were six women in that category as well. So I think it, and I think Jesse Mueller was up that year as well. So I think mm. it's a matter of when the nominators are split in their decision and and more than five people get the baseline number of recommendations, uh, then they add another person to the list. Um, I would have loved to see more actress in a leading role uh, representation as well. I mean, it's a stacked cast no matter which way you put it, but I also think it has something to do with Christian Borrell and Jay Harrison G both being leading vehicles for that show. I think that, First of all, the Tonys love Christian Borrell. He's won twice. Yeah. <laughs> he's been nominated. He's been nominated so many times. I think it would have been a disservice to not include him. I think that mm. was the vehicle for this being a six-person category. Interesting. And I like the way that you put it. Because honestly, I was I liked New York, New York, and I thought that Colton Ryan was a standout, both Colton and Anna Uzeli, who was not nominated. I was shocked. Um, Ooh, but uh yeah. I was a little bit surprised that he did sneak in there, um, especially for how late it opened in the season. You know, I was like, how many Tony voters would get the chance to see it? But then they they snuck him in and they didn't sneak Anna in. And I was just like, hmm, interesting. But uh, I, I like your rationale of the two leading forces of Some Like It Hot uh, possibly making that happen. But very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I, so I was always concerned. I always, um, I don't know. I guess, curious about it. Um, Okay. Should we move on to leading actresses? Sure. Um, So we have Annalie Ashford for Sweeney Todd, Sarah Bareilles, Into the Woods, Victoria Clark for Kimberly Akimbo, Lorna Courtney for Anne Juliet, and Michaela Diamond for Parade. So this is the category that, like, I feel like is you literally could flip a coin. and I feel like it's the closest category. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it pains my heart because Michaela Diamond is like a spirit animal of mine, and like I just want to <laughs> be her. Um, but I, I feel like this is Annalise's uh, award. Um, I just saw Sweeney Todd recently, so that could be a factor of like, oh, it was my most recent performance that I remember that really stood out to me. Um, I I just loved her performance and I thought she was an absolute, she was the best part of the show. I, I liked the whole show, Sweeney Todd. It's like, you're the best part. I feel like that, that deserves something. So I feel like mine goes to Annalie. How about you? Uh, mine goes to Annalie as well. However, oh however, 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 <laughs> this is a big asterisk because uh-huh. if it goes to Victoria Clark, I actually would be still very excited because yes. if she plays a teenager in her 60s with such honesty and truth. Mm. And um, it's also, she holds together a show that could be very scattered, but her performance is so grounded and so ethereal that I feel like, I feel like the Tony voters, since she hasn't won in almost 20 years, they yeah. could want to reward her for this. But that being said, Annalie Ashford, this is a, such an iconic role. I, I feel like I feel like you can't not honor Mrs. Lovett. Like right. Patty Lapone was up for it. Um Angela Lansbury won for it. I mean, it's just a meat and potatoes, excuse the pun, but like it it that yeah. role is like the meat and potatoes of everything that, you know, 
you would want in a musical theater vehicle. Um, I also just think that, to be honest, I don't actually know where else Sweeney Todd is going to sneak in with a win. I think it's also a very celebrated production. In my opinion, it's not going to win Best Revival. So a way to honor it is going to be giving Annalie Ashford the Tony. That's just my opinion. Oh, my I love it. I love that opinion. I love the take. Um, fascinating. I, I'm very excited to see what happens. I, I must say, Victoria Clark is absolutely incredible in this show. Uh, Kimberly Akimbo, of course, that we're talking about. Um, she's phenomenal in everything that you said. It, the range of that acting and what that must take every night is is quite impressive. But, you know, she's a pro. She, she, no surprises from Victoria Clark, but it's just like, as an actor, it's like, wow, God bless you. Um, I also <laughs> do want to say, like, uh, like Sarah Bareilles, like, I can't believe she, well, I understand that she didn't get a Tony for, because Waitress, because she replaced. I feel right. like that should be in a category. That's just me. Also, Best Ensemble should be, we'll get, <laughs> that's another best, conversation. Best, best Replacement and Best Ensemble need <laughs> to be added stats. real pronto i could not agree more that's a whole other conversation and so i'm so thrilled that she gets her first tony nomination as a performer because she's proven time and time again that she is a performer and not just a songwriter for her incredible uh, score of waitress um but uh i i'm very excited for her and i wish i could have her uh you know take this win but i i don't see it happening with these other strong performances uh in this category so um yeah, yeah I, I, just, I think if it was still running it she would have a stronger chance um yeah i just think that you have two powerhouse performances with also, in my opinion, more veteran theater artists than Sarah Bareilles. I agree. I feel like Sarah Bareilles absolutely deserved this nomination. I was so happy to see her. I feel like the honor is the nomination itself. It's not going to be honored in a win. That's just my take. I couldn't agree more. And I think a lot of it also has to do with, I mean, no shame, but I think that Kimberly Akimbo and Mrs. Lovett are both stronger characters than the baker's wife mm-hmm. for if, sure if that makes sense so um i think that has a lot to do with these performances in general i mean everyone's phenomenal and everyone's on broadway for a reason so we're we're making these predictions because of the tony awards and because we're speculating and making our own predictions uh, but everyone did a phenomenal job and some of these do go down to what character has a stronger you know uh punch i guess here on broadway and what kind of resonates more um okay cool uh well we're we're basically on the same page so far um (laughs) let's see if that continues here i guess we'll go over to the book of a musical um and in this category i'll read the names and we'll have you uh share your prediction first Uh, it's uh and juliet david rest reed for and juliet David Lindsay Abair for Kimberly Akimbo, David Thompson and Cheryl Washington for New York, New York, Robert Horn for Shucked, and Matthew Lopez and Amber Ruffin for Some Like It Hot. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, this is the category of the Davids. My goodness. I know, literally. And that's my middle name. I feel so uh, attached yes. to this. Oh my god! Um, when you're nominated, we'll we'll allude back to this uh, yes. category. <laughs> um. <laughs> See, who I want to win and who I think will win are two different scenarios. I want 
I want Robert Horn to take this first shot because Robert, I mean, it is a Lollapalooza of gags and (laughs) innuendos and inside jokes and hee-haws. Like, it is, but it's so clever. Like, I'm sorry, the line, if you, I think, if you had time to take a bullet for someone, they would have to move. Like, it's so stupid, but so well thought out. And, And you know what it is? It knows what it is. That's what I, oh that's the big praise I have for Shucked is that it knows its strengths and it plays on them. So I want and and besides Alex Newell, I don't know that Shucked is going to get a lot of love outside of featured mm. actors. So I really would like to see them honored with Best Book of a Musical. Um, that being said, I think David Lindsay a Bear has an edge. I, mm. My vote still goes to Shucked. My vote still goes to Shucked, but I think that Kimberly Akimbo, Akimbo excuse me, could sneak in a win here. Wow. Yeah, I agree. I mean, again, I think that this is something that is a really close race between Angelia, Kimberly Akimbo, and Shucked. I'd be right. shocked if New York, New York, and some like it hot uh, kind of sneak out with a win. Um but my prediction is shucked because I, I yes. was I saw it Tuesday and again it could be that it's just like the freshest in my head and I just remember how much I loved it. Um but I just like I don't know. There was something about it where I felt like it, it's so it's gotta be so challenging as a writer to come up with these jokes and, and make a show enjoyable and funny while balancing it out with a good story. And I felt like shucked, like it's marketed as this hilarious show and all of these things, but being from a small town, like it actually had a really, really good story that was like super important to tell if you ask me. Um, oh. And like, honestly, like I was tearing up at the end and, and I, I'm a baby when it comes to musicals, so it's fine. But like, I don't know. I just thought it was really beautiful. And But he was able to, um, you know, kind of make light of all of it at the same time. And so I just thought it was really well crafted. And I have, I feel like I've never seen a musical like this. I feel like this was super like original when we get down to the bottom of it things. Um, so I would love to see Shocked get this win. I was just, uh, I have to say, when you did that, uh, uh, like, imitation, I get, or, like, what what do you call those things? Uh, you do it with Moira and all the things. Yeah, the impressions. There you go. Um, when you do that, I was literally thinking, as I was watching Shuck, that Sean McManus should be playing Peanut, Kevin Cohoon's role. <laughs> I am petitioning you. I will write a note to Robert Horn right now for you to be the next Peanut in Shuck. Are you kidding me? Well, first of all, Kevin Cahoon deserved to get that Tony nominee. I'm telling Real. you, like, I was so happy when his name was announced. Well, that is the highest praise that you could possibly give me. Thank you. But <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, he's brilliant. His delivery is so spot on. And, spot but also, on. The, the material is so strong. And I, I think like the yeah. delivery wouldn't be as good if the content wasn't so strong. Oh, absolutely. I don't think it's like, I mean... <laughs> this is this is no shade to Kevin. It, it's it really it's uh, kind of like furthering my point of why I feel like Robert Orange should win. But like I feel like however you would deliver that, it's funny. Like 
because it's just a hilarious line like who thinks of these things like honest to god like it's just so it, it yeah it's so clever and it's honestly like these jokes that you hear in chucked they you feel like you've heard them before but you haven't you know it's one of those like simple like dad jokes that like you feel like you've already known but they're not you know like they're like really original and they're so true like oh yeah like why haven't i thought of that moment you know it's so funny um i i just i freaking loved that show so much um Okay, so that's Book of the Musical. Shout out Robert Horan um, and David Lindsay Abair for Kimberly Akimbo. We'll see what happens there. Um, okay, where are we moving to next? We have Direction. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus oh boy this is tough what do you oh should it do you want me to read the names here yeah sure okay uh, direction of a musical, we have Michael Arden for Parade. Oh boy. Lear de Bessonette for Into the Woods. Um, Casey Nicola for Some Like It Hot. Jack O'Brien for Shucked. And Jessica Stone for Kimberly Akimbo. Mm-hmm. These Oof. are this I is know. a good category. <laughs> There's some Honestly, good shows this year. This one is, is going to be hard to predict yeah. in my opinion. It's going to come down to like just whoever had the most votes, obviously. Um, <laughs> I have a rationale for Michael Arden, and here's why. Um, so here's why. This production of Parade was more well-received than the original. Yes! In terms of review. And um, it's a completely fresh contemporized version of the musical that everybody loves. And it's also so timely and so relevant and so meaningful. Um, Mm. So, and I think that it's the once on this Island formula that he was going after in terms of reinventing the wheel and making it a more um, making the story, the center of the piece itself. So, that's why, and I think that this is the time to reward him for that ingenuity. Um, I think that it's it's hard to take a beloved show in like segments of the theater community and make the revival more well received and more universally praised than the original production. Because I don't think I think Parade is fantastic, but I don't think it's a perfect show. I think the craftsmanship of Parade was close to perfect. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. That's so funny. I just want to preface this by saying that 
Sean and I made our predictions on a separate piece of paper before we even we got on this together. We did not, we did we not know, talk about this No conversation. I have Michael Arden on my sheet for a parade. And it's so it's so true for everything that you said. And that was kind of my rationale was, you know, whether it is the fact that, you know, as audience members, we've learned and we've had more conversations than we did back in the day when this originally came out. Maybe we're a little bit more educated and we're uh, maybe a little bit more willing to listen and hear other sides and, and whatnot. Um, but I, I truly feel like it's a testament to the work that has been put into this show. I think that it's so simply done that mm-hmm. um, it's like the simpler, the better. Um, cause I feel like this is an easy show just because there is a lot to play with that. This is a show that can easily get distracting and, and, and be a little bit more flashy, but it yep. doesn't need to be. And it doesn't. And, and instead it, it, it's a show that like the, the way that he's done it, you're just going to sit in a theater and cry for two hours, you know, like sure. maybe not for yeah. the first 20 minutes, but after the first 20 minutes, it's, it's game over, you know? Um, and it's just because of how simpler, simple it is. And you don't have these flashy things like go musical theater, yippee, you know, type things right, um, right. that we're seeing. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I, I think that's just a testament to what he's done. Uh, I wanted to give it to Casey Nicola, but I'm going to honor Casey in another category coming up. So I, like I'll give this one to Michael. Um, Are you saying and, you have Casey Nicola for best choreography? Maybe. Because I'm really? saying that. Did I... <laughs> no, of course we are. Should, no, I guess I'm, should we just look, go look, over to that? Right here, Casey Nicola, best choreography. <laughs> I believe you. Don't worry. Um, well, I mean, I, I mean, I actually don't think that that that's a close category compared no, to the other ones. I feel delivered. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is, I I feel like that's game over. And, and I just love Casey Nicola. I would have done anything to see him in that show when he like did it for a couple of shows. Oh my God. With 13 nominations, you have to honor them somehow. And I feel like Real. so far we haven't given Some Like It Hot a ton of love besides maybe Jay Harrison G. So I think that this is probably a way to honor Some Like It Hot. Well, uh, let's get into it. The choreography category, uh, it's Stephen Hoggett for, or Hodgett, maybe, uh, sorry, uh, for Sweeney yeah, yeah. Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet, Fleet Street, uh, Casey Nicola for Some Like It Hot, Susan Stroman for New York, New York, Jennifer Weber and Juliet, Jennifer Weber, K-pop. Not a big deal, two Tony nominations. Two Tony noms in one season? Come on. I know. No, that's like, what? Go off, I guess. Go off, Queen. Um, so cool. And uh, so sorry that she probably isn't going to win due to yeah, our I prediction. Gonna, I think she's going to split the vote. And I think yeah. that unfortunately it's going to be uh, that, that I think that oftentimes when people have multiple nominations in the same category, it doesn't bode well for them. Um, mm. So I think that Casey Nicola takes this. I also think that he hasn't been honored in since Book of Mormon, I want to say. So right. I, I think this is another way to like keep Casey Nicola in fresh in the minds of all the theater goers. Couldn't agree more. 
um, <laughs> we've we've talked about Gacy for a little bit. Uh, you heard my I don't I don't really think it's that close. The, yeah, Sweeney Todd's choreography was good. It wasn't like they had a show stopping choreography number like they do in some like it hot. Their show stopping yeah. choreography number is freaking like twelve minutes long. So like oh, if he totally. doesn't get a Tony. Totally. Yeah, like if you don't get a Tony nomination for that, like or, or award. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm well, I'm clearly watching a different show than these yeah. players. But but uh, no, I I just absolutely loved it. Um, wh- where should we go next? Should we go to score? Yeah, sure. Do you want me to read the nominees? Go for it. Okay. So for best original score, we have Almost Famous, Tom Kitt and Cameron Crowe, Kimberly Akimbo, Janine Tesori, and David Lindsay Abair. K-pop, Helen Park, and Max Vernon, Shucked, Brandy Clark, and Shane McNally, Some Like It Hot, Mark Shaman, and Scott Whitman. And we know Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman. They're fabulous. I don't think yes. this can be Some Like It Hot's, though. I don't, I don't think they will win. I agree. Win. I think Kimberly Akimbo will win, but I love the music in Shucked. I, but see, here's my thing. Janine Tesori is so brilliant, and she captures the tone of her shows so mm. well and i think that the range of the score in kimberly akimbo like when you have better and then like um what's the other song uh father time uh that oh. ali mozzie sings when you have both of those songs in the same show and we also talk about okay in musical theater school at boston conservatory shout out chris Caggiano. we used to talk about for what makes a good score and the the way to evaluate that is the the level of integration within the score, and into and an integrated score means that it uh, advances the plot, it elevates the character arc, and it makes the story more easily understood. And to me, among all five nominees, Kimberly Akimbo does that the best. It. Mm. The music and the lyrics themselves enhance the character and drive the plot forward, the best out of those five. Yeah. Um. I'm going to admit here that there was one category before coming on here that I just left blank. And that was this category. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, To be completely honest, I'm not familiar with the score of either Almost Famous or Mm K-pop. So um, those two, just because of my lack of knowledge of them, aren't on the table for me. Um, it, I was more so... Some Like It Hot was the movie... They had their movie, um, and they were able to adapt it a little bit, so I didn't feel like they were going to win it, um, as you kind of said. So for me, it was between Shucked and Kimberly Akimbo. Um, for me, I did love Kimberly Akimbo and the music in it, but I felt like there were only like two or three... like. M- really like earworms i guess the mm, were the the songs that the songs that stick in your head and that's better um i personally just love justin cooley so i loved his <laughs> little good boy song the good kid or uh the good boy or whatever it's called um and then they're like opening i love that uh-oh 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 uh-huh um so cute um so i was just like i I don't know there wasn't i wasn't i didn't leave the theater um singing any of those songs and for that reason i was leaning towards shucked and because you covered the kimberly akimbo uh prediction i'll 
go and we'll have our first disagreement, I guess. No, because uh, really? no, <laughs> it, it would be boring if we agreed. On I know. That's what I'm thinking. So, so just for all of those reasons, I'm going to go to Shucked and, because, sure. you know, I came out singing independently owned. I came out singing Andrew Duran's song, um, his one right before Independently Owned, the the So Will I or I Will or um, I Am I Will. Yeah, Somebody somebody Will. will. Yes, I I just loved that song. Um, That song is in every college audition that's ever existed. (laughs) Real. So real. I was literally like, can that be my my next audition song? Uh, Anyways. uh, But honestly, like, I think I was more surprised Prize. Like, okay, because it is David Lindsay Abair and Janine Tesori, we all know and love them. We're obsessed with their work and they've they've they always do great stuff. So coming in and being like, oh, what are these newbie country singer-songwriters gonna write? I felt like it wasn't really traditional country music and it they fit in here on Broadway, you know, yeah. the music. And so I I feel like just because Maybe I didn't expect as much from Kimberly uh, uh, that I did from Kimberly Akimbo. I was more surprised and pleasantly like, oh, yeah, this could work. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's why that night I enjoyed the music more for seeing it the first time. Because I was like, yeah. oh, yes, I'm, I was surprised. And, and it was a pleasant surprise. So um, totally. I think I'm, that that's why I'm going to go with them. Um, with you, if, you can, if you can't tell, I really like shocked. <laughs> Um, anyways, we'll, we'll move on. And we talked enough about score. Uh, we have just two categories left and there are our big, big hitters. Um, do we have, uh, Oh, I, I actually think that we're going to disagree on this. This we'll do the okay. revival first. I think yes. we're gonna, the revival. let's hear, let's hear it. You want to read them off and, and share your prediction? Sure. Well, we have four amazing revivals, like incredible. Um, And I've seen, I've seen two out of the four. So maybe that's why I haven't, maybe that's why I'm swayed a particular way. Uh Um, So we have Into the Woods, Lerner and Lowe's Camelot, Parade and Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Mm -hmm. So Into the Woods, I believe, would have won if it was still running. But since it closed in January, I do not think it will win. Camelot, I'm going to be perfectly honest, I haven't seen it, so I can't attest to how the quality of the production. Um, And so I I think it's down to Parade and Sweeney Todd. Do we agree that that far? For sure. Okay, so we agree that much. Um, For the sake of disagreement, I'm going to go with Parade over Sweeney Todd because I think that revivals are done in a way to reflect how little has actually changed from Mm. the time that the show was written to the time that it currently exists in. Oh, shoot. That reason, I think that parade will sneak in a win here. Um, Sweeney Todd has a lot going for it and could easily win this. I totally see that that could happen. I think that Parade has the edge for that reason. Oh, you're you're kind of de- deterring me there. Um, I just like literally, 
I feel like if this cast wasn't in Sweeney Todd, I don't know if I would have liked it as much. Um, Very true. Like, like I feel like by me picking this Sweeney Todd, it's really just saying this was the best casting direct, like shout out to Telsey or whoever casted it. Uh, I, I just, I, it was so good. I mean, every performance was just, Oh my god, you're the best part of the show. Oh my god, you. Like what like every every number was just like you stole the show just now. And um, you know, I, I just I, I'd never seen a production of Sweeney Todd, so I was really excited about it. Um I loved Parade and I honest to God loved Camelot, and it pains me to say that I don't think it has a chance next to those two, and I really do think it's down to the two of them. And I love your reasoning for Parade but I'm, I'm going to stick with my prediction since I came on here having the prediction. Um, and I'm going to no, go with Sweeney Todd. Because like, that way we have our bases covered. So like, I For feel sure. like one of us will win. So one of us will be right. <laughs> yes, yes, do it. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, okay, okay. It'll be so embarrassing when you get all of the ones we disagree on correct. And I get none of that. <laughs> no it's great um i love it no it's it's it'll be new let me say that i'm very i would be very excited for both of them to to win um i think that both of them obviously deserve the win Mm -hmm. i've never seen i don't i honest to god don't remember a revival category this strong same oh yeah yeah i thought i was like the four of these shows i mean Come on, it's incredible. And, and it reminds me of the year when we had She Loves Me and The Color Purple. And both of those revivals <laughs> were absolutely stunning. Yes. So yeah. That, the color that purple reminds me. Yeah. I could I could have watched that revival of Color Purple, like inject it into my veins. Like I could have just oh, seen so it every night. Cynthia Revo. <laughs> Please. I know. Um, I, was the night. I was there the closing night of the Color Purple Revival. Oh my week. God, stop it. It was the best. I can't night. imagine. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. What yes. a cool little tidbit. Um, well, let's turn our, our, our focus over to the, to the big, to the big uh, show. <laughs> the, the one that everyone, yeah. <laughs> the one that everyone is is dying to to know about um the one that really holds the most weight i would say uh out of all of these tony awards for a show's success in the future here um we have best musical yeah what? yeah do you want to read it off and share or did you like me to read what well, how do you want to do this is, one this is your podcast you 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 go ahead oh you my god. <laughs> oh my god so <laughs> Wow, guys. Oh, my God. This is so much. Um, no, best musical of the 2023 Tony Awards. The nominees are Anne Juliet, Kimberly Akimbo, New York, New York, Shucked, and Some Like It Hot. Should I give my prediction first or what yeah, should we go do? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I have... For my winner, uh, some like it hot. Um, nice. I think. Okay. I I think that 
Um, as much as I loved all of these other musicals, and honestly, it pains me to say that we've literally given Anne Juliet nothing, and that's why I, I wanted Ab- I wanted Abby to come on to just like have someone uh, hype up Anne Juliet because I know so she would have had right now. She's gonna <laughs> listen back to this and be like, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> you know, this is what she gets for for shopping and and not um, coming with us. I'm just kidding, Abby. We love you, and we know you're doing important things and important shopping. So go off. That's right. That's right. (laughs) The Tony Award shopping. We love it. Um, Anyways, I I just I I love all of these musicals so much. But I think when, in the grand scheme of things, I remember so vividly leaving some like it hot and going, okay, that is Broadway. Like that. Oh yeah. I understand what it is now. Like, I feel like I didn't fully, like, I'd seen all these shows and they differ. And it's like all of these high quality uh, shows of shows that I may have seen or haven't seen. And it's wonderful. But like, this was just like an all in one with the show stopping choreography number. You have these incredible performances by Jay, Christian, and um, uh, Anna, not Uzaley, but the other one. the oh, other Adriana Hicks, are you thinking Adriana of? Hicks, yes. Yeah. Oh my God, how did I forget? Adriana Hicks, she steals the show as sugar. Um, and so like you have all, you have it all into one two and a half hour show. And it's like, wow, okay, I understand. So that is my pick for best musical this year. What, what are your, what's your prediction? That is a really solid argument. And now I yeah. might reconsider, but Oof. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest and say that wasn't the one I chose before we came on. Oh, I chose, I chose Kimberly Akimbo. Yes. Now, okay. Here's the thing. Some Like It Hot also has the advantage of ha- coming in with 13 nominations. Like that's insane. Yep. Um, and so clearly, the nominating committee and the voters already love this show, right? Like, there's no denying. Um. And and also rewarding classic Broadway. Like if you think of in like the golden age of the Tonys, like in the early 2000s, you had like Hairspray, Thoroughly Modern Millie, the producers, like all big flashy musicals that won best yeah. musical. Right? Um, spam a lot even. Like it, it, so, <laughs> so in that way, I do think that Some Like It Hot has a good chance. The reason I have Kimberly Akimbo winning is it reminds me of the 2015 race when we had Fun Home and we had American in Paris. Uh, and those were the two, ooh. and believe it or not, it was the Janine Tesori formula that boosted Fun Home to a win. So Fun Home yeah. was the underdog because it was a lot smaller. It was that circle in the square and it had a more intimate feel to it, but it was beloved within the community, right? Yeah. And I think that Kimberly Akimbo has all of those same ingredients that the Tony voters love to reward. Like they, <laughs> they're really into the um, inventive, a little bit more stylish um, contemporary musicals um, in recent years. Like I'm thinking of Town. I'm thinking of um, Fun Home, like I said. You know, I'm thinking of a lot of those types of shows that are being rewarded. Like for example, we had Hades town winning over the prom. The prom was this big yes. flashy Casey Nicola vehicle, right? Which was an Absolutely. amazing show and beloved, but it didn't have enough oomph to win over Hades town. Mm, so, that's why you have I have me. 
That's why I think Kimberly Akimbo, because it has all of the same fun home ingredients and like a great score, good book, completely inventive. I think that it has enough uh, to win in that category. Yeah. I, I love that argument. And I've honestly, I've heard that argument before of the whole, like, this reminds me of the American Paris fun home year. Um, the, it, it's interesting because I felt like this Some Like It Hot was like golden age type of music. Totally. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's new. And I've like never seen anything like that. And it's, and I say that like this is Broadway. Because I feel like we're starting to see this shift, and I think it started in that fun home year, of is it is Broadway the flashy golden age musical, or are we seeing this shift into, you know, melting our hearts with with the art and the drama yes. and, and yes. getting real and emotional and raw um, with these shows. Um, so I, I respect that prediction and I, I'm rooting for, honestly, I'm rooting for all these shows, but also, I, Abby's, again, Abby's going to be like, you didn't vote right? for a single category and be like, I'm so sorry. No, honestly, I, I, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know where we could have stuck her. I mean, obviously if she was here, she would have had Betsy. She would have had them winning best musical. They would, she would have had it all, but, uh, I don't know. I just, I have to go. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Abby. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just, it, we, 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 we did what we did. We said what we said and we'll stand by we did. it. No, we did what we did. <laughs> we stand by it. Um, I love it. Well, uh, this has been, this has been so much fun and who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll see what, what happens on, um, Sunday, uh, crazy right around the corner and, uh, good luck to everyone. I'll be there. I won't be at the Tony's. I'll be like across the street in the media room talking to the yes, Tony winners. On. So I'm very excited. I won't really be able to enjoy the Tony's, but you already know I'm coming home and I'm watching it on playback or whatever i can watch it on is dvr a thing anymore on demand whatever it's called nowadays i don't know <laughs> uh, <laughs> too much um i'm uh, but to say the least i'm so excited how are you watching the tony awards this year on the road are you guys gonna have like a cast party and watch yeah yeah, yeah. we're just gonna get together and and because we don't have a sunday night show thank god we just have a sunday matinee so Love yeah it. We'll, be, we'll be watching we'll be boozing and having a good time yes come we'll on. have it on in the background and then it'll be like the thing we'll 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 have it on in the background and like the second the awards come on or the performances will like be glued to our seats so yeah you know what it's so interesting and i talked about this earlier in the show that there seems to be a lot of performances this year and i think that yes. has to do with the writing the writing strike and not right. having it be scripted they can't do as much and they're just doing performances that's so. right I'm very interested for this Tony Awards. There's been a lot going on around it. So this should be very interesting. Very interesting to say the least. You're so right. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Oh my God. Thank you for doing this. I'm so excited. I was so excited when you said you you would come on and chat with me about it. So uh, thank you. I and, love the uh, Tonys. I, I fill out these ballots every single year. So I, it's a blast. Yes, I'm obsessed. And thank you for doing this. Everyone go check out Beetlejuice on the road. Uh, go check out Sean McManus. Show, where can we follow you now? I know you have a new TikTok. Where, where, where's the things? Oh, yeah. So my new TikTok is at Shawnee underscore Mac underscore official. 
And then my um, Instagram is Sean McManus 33. And then I'm also doing a solo show at 54 below in person. Tickets are sold out. Uh, it's oh. July 6th. It's a Thursday at 9 30 PM, but uh, there will be a live stream. So you can get your tickets at 54 below.com. And yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to be in New York. You could literally be in Philadelphia where he is right now. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Oh, yes. So exciting. Everyone go check it out. I'm so excited for you. First solo show, solo show debut yes, uh, and it's sold out. What a, what a treat. What, how exciting. I can't wait. You're going to kill it. Um, all right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Eli. Okay, so now we have another guest joining us. I'm so excited. We have our little Take About team here. Uh, we have our fabulous editor, Jessica Lauren, is uh, here to talk about the Tonys with us now. Uh, we have a little bit of a, more of an insight into the plays between Jessica and I. So let's just start off with the banger and, and talk about best play. We have Ain't No Mo. We have Between Riverside and Crazy. Cost of Living, Fat Ham, and Leopoldstadt. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I've only seen two of them. So I can't speak for the other three because I've seen Fat Ham and Leopoldstadt. Um, so those other plays, I mean, they could have been absolutely amazing. So don't take my word for this. But <laughs> I I saw Leopoldstadt before I saw Fat Ham and I absolutely loved it. I really thought it was really beautiful. I thought the acting was incredible. I thought it was incredibly moving and there were so many, so many great things about it. Um, but then I saw fat ham and it's completely different. I mean, it's complete 360. It's hilarious. It's modern. It's new. And I really loved it. And as much as I loved Leopoldstadt, I fat ham also made me want to go back a second time. I mm. saw it with two of my friends and then my boyfriend was coming to visit and I was like, you have to see this. So we are all going <sighs> to, pick up and go see it again because I want you to see this because I I don't know if I've laughed that hard like ever at a show and it was just like it was just so much fun and I thought I, I went into it expecting something different because I knew that it had to do with Hamlet so I was like okay mm -hmm. like I've, I've seen production of Hamlet I've seen retellings of Shakespeare and like you know they're fine and good but sometimes like it's a it's either a little too bold or not enough and like this was just the perfect combination of like kind of paying homage to the story but like not overdoing it with Shakespeare to the point where you're bored or like you don't get it and I think like the play could stand alone without the Shakespeare rep. like you didn't have to know Shakespeare you didn't have to know anything about Hamlet to enjoy it and I think that that's really fun because it makes it you know, more accessible to people. And, you know, a modern play is always fun. Like the oldies are good, but like a modern new yeah. story, like <laughs> relatable. And like, there were just so many good things about it. And I feel like, you know, that kind of like fresh humor is just so needed on Broadway and just having fun is needed on Broadway. I think if I Real. come out of a show that was so fun, like, then it's a win for me. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a win for you. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, you saw more plays than I saw this year. I've only seen Leopold stat from that category, um, which is so sad. I need to get more on my plays. Um, but uh, I, I like the fat ham prediction. I was thinking cost of living. I read cost of living. So it's like, other than Leopoldstadt, like the only other play that I'm like familiar with. Um, so my predictions cause a living, but uh, TVD, I, I love the I fat I did hear ham. great things about Eight No Mo though. I, I heard great things. Yeah. So 
it's hard I to say. I think it's going to be an interesting category for sure. I mean, I think if not, they'll be nominated for other or win other things, either of the plays. Right. I think the plays were really strong this year. Um, I yeah. mean, look, I, I haven't really seen many plays in other years. I'm talking from yeah. someone who like, doesn't, hasn't lived in New York since last year. But, you know, yeah. I think like this year, it's just, I mean, especially like post COVID, I think people had a lot of time to like kind of marinate on like what was going to be in the next season. And like mm. they brought the really like good stuff. So. Well, I mean, you've seen a good bit of plays because you, out of the two of us, we've seen all of the revival plays. Um, and I know that you really enjoyed one of them because you were talking to me about it after I like talked about it in an intro of the podcast. Um, and I know that you love Tough Dog Underdog. So I've got to ask, what are your thoughts for the best revival? Do you think that has a shot to win it? Yeah, I think absolutely. Out of that, um, I think it's nice that we saw that between us, we saw four, so we can have, yeah. a <laughs> um, but I saw doll's house and top dog underdog. I saw top dog underdog first because uh-huh. I had, I had read it in college. And so I was like, Oh, I really want to see it, whatever. So I went a day and I got a rush ticket. I went by myself. I've never been to a show by myself, but I was just like, I want to do this and shout out to their, uh, rush policy, which I guess is mm. not around anymore. So it doesn't matter, but I got a ticket the day off for $35 and I was in the front row. So I just have to flex that that was a pretty good deal. Yes. Um, we love a rush ticket. It's, it's a really interesting play. And to be honest, I don't remember much reading it. So I kind of went into it almost blind. Cause I was like, I don't remember how this ended, but I remember mm. like thinking it was really interesting and it's a two person show and right. I know you talked about <laughs> on the podcast how you're like, how can two people be nominated for lead actor? And I was like, let me tell you. I mean, I get it. Yeah, because I see that like Some Like It Hot is the same this year as well. And I was like, what is happening? It's just like, I don't know. That, but it makes sense when you said it. It truly was 50-50 um, because there was only two of them. It was you know, a play about two brothers and kind of going through their family life and interactions. And it's, yeah. it's kind of a bizarre, like type of play. Like the concept is like, you know, one of them is like an Abraham Lincoln impersonator. And it's a lot of like a play that like, like but he's a black man. And so it's kind of like ironic how like he goes to work every day and people shoot him. Like he works in an arcade where he pretends to be Abraham Lincoln and he goes to work every day and like people fake shoot him. Oh, wow. And so it's yeah. kind of one of those plays that's like when you're reading it and when you're really listening to like the kind of irony of the situation, you're like, this is like, wild and this is weird and this is definitely mm. this is definitely one of those plays you walk out and you're like I want to talk about this and just their performances were just kind of powerhouse and how they interact with each other and how the set is stationary like it takes place in a bedroom the whole time and they're just coming in and out uh-huh. and having scenes with each other and monologues on their own and it's so simple but like I felt so much emotion from them that right. I think just like it was a really testament to the actors because that play could be really boring and not make any sense if you didn't have the people because you have to see it in their mannerisms. You have to see it in the words they say because it's so kind of ironic and metaphorical and that really like, like, I don't know if any of this makes sense, but (laughs) no, totally. I I think it's a testament to them, which is why I think that it was a really strong contender because they Mm -hmm. made it make sense when I remember reading it and I was like, this is kind of weird. And like, I don't really, kind of get it but i like got it when we saw it yeah 
That's amazing. And so how do you feel like that compared to when you saw A Doll's House? I I really did like A Doll's House. I did. I think, you know, when I think about the two, I definitely think, you know, the kind of emotion I felt from Top Dog Underdog was like stronger. I mean, wow. that also led to the fact to like I was all the way in the balcony for a doll's house and I was front row for that oh, show. So I'm sure I'm a little biased because it was like two extremes, but I did really love a doll's house and I do think it was really strong. And in a similar way, it was that simple set. There's not much to it, but it's their emotions. And I think that mm. their emotions were really strong and it, you know, it, it kind of comes down to like just how you like felt when you walked out, because I do really think on paper, like they kind of had similarities and I kind of liked them in a similar way. Yeah. But I don't know. I just had like a feeling. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> so you say Top Dog Underdog has the stronger case for best revival of a play. I think so. I also, I mean, A Doll's House, I didn't really know much about it, but I do know that it's like a play that's been done a lot and it is done a lot. Right. So, and part of the story, like, you know, it was a great story, but there was something about a story that makes you think so much more. Like in A Doll's House, I was like, okay, yeah. I kind of know, I understand what they're saying. And, you know, that's just how the play is. It's not a fault of, you know, anyone. That's just the play. But it was like going to a show that kind of really makes you think. And you're like, oh, this is like bizarre. And the writing of the play, like that to me, like, you know. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wins for me. So. That's so interesting. I'm so <laughs> mad. Every time I talk to you, I'm so mad I don't. Get, I didn't get to see Top Dog Underdog. It's like, what Nobody am I doing? talking about it. That's why I, no one was talking about it. But like <laughs> low key on theater Twitter, they were like, and I'm yeah. and I just like never like got a, a chance to see it. And I'm so mad because I'm such a big fan of Kenny Leone who directed it, mm-hmm. and he directed that and Ohio State Murders this season. And he didn't get a recognition for either of the two. Um, he didn't get a nomination for either two. Which which made zero sense to me. Um, but I, then again, I didn't get to see either one. So what do I know? What's, um, murder's not nominated because I did see that as well. Was that not? Not for, not for best. The only thing that was nominated for, uh, they got a nomination for was uh, Audrey McDonald's performance. And that's literally oh, okay. the only nomination the show as a whole got. Right. Um, so, which is really interesting if you ask me. Uh, but I got to see the sign in Sydney Brewstein's window. I got to see a doll's house and I got to see the piano lesson. Um, from those three, like you said, I left the theater. Oh my God. I love your little Schubert theater cup. Um, but thank you. Literally, this is my entire dishware in, in my <laughs> me house. Like, too. I'm not even putting it so bad, but like I have like 10 of these like cups. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So, I, I agree. Like my, leaving the theater, I was like, "Oh yeah, Doll's House was the one that made me feel the most." Um, I thought Jessica Chastain's performance was stupid and oh, so yeah. good. It was a masterclass. She was literally on the stage the entire time. I loved that. Like you walked in the door of a Doll's House, and they're just like sitting on the stage, all six of them, 
and it's like whoa like before we're even there it's kind of like a ben platt moment sitting the whole intermission of parade (laughs) um it's so trippy um but it's it's incredible and i I also have jamie lloyd winning for best direction of a play um but i didn't get to see many of those others in that category so what do i know again um but yeah i have a doll's house i loved the sign in titty brewstein's window my only complaint about that show was that it was really long um but oscar isaac and um Rachel Brosnahan gave incredible performances. Um, I didn't feel like the show itself, like the show itself, there was just too much going on almost. Um, And so, but I thought like a doll's house, like you said, I mean, it's been around forever. It's been done a million times and the way that they were able to rework this, um, I think was just so brilliant. And I think that's the other cool thing about revivals. I don't really know much about the history of the others, but I know that this uh, version of a doll's house um, it was definitely redone by Amy Herzog. Um, and I think it's always pretty cool when there is like noticeable change in bringing back a show and there's a purpose for a show coming at this time to do it this way and to tell the story that way. Um, so that, that was my thought process through all of that, but I didn't get to see Top Dog Underdog, so uh, you're, you're making me second guess myself, but uh, that that's my... Sh- spiel i guess yeah i mean also, adult, you are right about doll's house because i forget that it was i mean i haven't read it but it's in very old language right yeah so it was definitely that's kind of what i expected going in i was like oh this is gonna be in like right so yeah. you know it is a big change like it's i almost wish i had seen like an original production of it right. to appreciate the change because i think doll's house because it's been done so many times the thing you the thing you look for with a revival like that is you know, I want it to be different. But with Top Dog Underdog, it's like it hasn't been done a million times, so it's okay if it's kind of done the same way that it's been done before. Right. So it's totally. a hard comparison because, you know, you win points for a dollhouse because it's like you did something <laughs> with something that's been done a million times before. Yeah. Same with Fat Ham. It's that kind of thing. It's like you did something different with Hamlet, and that wins you points because it's different. You yes. know? So I don't know. Well, it'll be interesting nonetheless to to see what happens with it. Um, I've got to ask because, I mean, the the biggest award of the night, especially uh, in terms of like longevity of a show's run, is Best Musical. And I know you haven't seen that many, but I've got to get your take on it. I've already shared that I feel like Some Like It Hot is my winner. Um, So I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, I mean... I have seen out of that Kimberly Kimbo and Shucked, but I do hear everyone saying some like it hot, but I feel like I can't have an opinion because I haven't seen it. But part of me yeah. feels like because everyone's saying that, that that's just going to win, uh, which, isn't, which isn't always the case. Um, but I am partial to Shucked. Uh, I, yes. love it. <laughs> I love it so much. I had a blast. I said, this is wonderful. Um, yeah. Like everything about it. I was just like, yeah, I love it. It's, it's not too much. It's not too flashy and crazy, but like, it's a great time. And I, I felt really similar about fat ham that I felt as shocked as I was like, I just had a great time. Oh, and I like, love that. Kind of like, like what I, I don't know. Cause sometimes I, I go to the theater. I want to be challenged. I want to think. And then sometimes yeah. I'm just like, this is funny and this is fun and that's enough. And that's what shocked was. I mean, it wasn't just funny though. It was, you know, the performances were incredible. Oh. Alex, were like, I mean, there was like a standing ovation mid show. <laughs> like, Literally. Midway of act happen. one. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, crazy. and in my book, like, I mean, some like it, hot, it, was it a movie? Am I correct on that? 
was there was like a sitcom supposedly or like a tv series called yeehaw that it's like loosely based <laughs> off of okay. i don't know so i've heard i don't know if that's actually like <laughs> don't, don't count me on that i have no but- idea yeah i have no idea how close it actually is or if the characters are the same i don't know i don't know what the deal is but that's what i've heard but yeah obviously like yeah i don't know and i and also i did see kimberly akimbo which i did love and in a mm. similar way it's a new story and that's really exciting on broadway when a lot of the times it is things that are redone and there's nothing super wrong with that because obviously there's been so many great results of things that have been movies yeah um, or whatever but it is really refreshing to kind of go in and get a new story um and kimberly akimbo i really did like it i think it you know didn't make me feel the same way that Shuck does because I think anything that makes me laugh is gonna like just leave me like remembering it but that doesn't mean I didn't like it I really did like it I thought it was funny I thought it was you know it wasn't slapstick funny in the same way Mm -hmm. but it was you know just made you feel good um I think it which like I don't know if everyone agrees with this but I feel like it kind of felt more like a play to me. Like, even though there was music, part of me wanted to like sometimes sit in the emotion more as a play. Like, I feel like I would have really loved it as a play. I agree. The music was good, but I didn't think it was like, oh, this is such blown away music that it needs to be here that I'm like, I kind of would have loved to explore the acting a little more. Oh my God. Wait, I'm obsessed with everything that you're saying because I literally uh, talked to Sean, who just joined us before this. Um, We talked about this because he picked Kimberly Akimbo to win Best Score. And I was like, I personally was not like blown away by their score. And I, I granted, I love Janine Tesori and David Lindsay Abair and everything that they make is great. Uh, but it's not like they had a bunch of these show-stopping numbers where I feel felt like I gave it to Shucked. Um mm-hmm. Because I was like, you know, Alex Newell had a standing ovation mid-show. And granted, Bonnie Milligan did too. So that's a great song. But I also felt like, you know, Andrew Durand, the song before uh, um, Independently Owned, uh, um, this his song before that, Somebody Will, uh, was like standing ovation worthy and like total bop worthy. You know, like where I was like, they had multiple showstoppers where I felt like Kimberly Akimbo didn't have that. So I like that you're saying the same thing that I thought and seeing it more as a play. I, I thought I think that's interesting. Um, yeah. I also just like love listening to you talk about like the way that you enjoy theater and like the 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 your favorites um, because I feel like you would love and Juliet if you're just talking about like wanting to go to the theater and just have a good time and like have fun. Um, I feel like you'd love that show. I, I feel like my hot take though is like, I mean, I'm waiting for my mind to be changed, but like, I really like, I, I don't love jukebox musicals and it really like, I just know. my favorite thing in the world, which is like why I haven't gone to see it. And I hear that it's a great time and I hear that it's great and I'm sure they're extremely talented, but I'm just so hesitant because- mm. Like people are like, go see Moulin Rouge, and I'm like, no, I refuse to see it. And like, I Moulin Rouge doesn't do it for me. Like I, and by everything I say, I'm like, like I know everyone's so talented, and it does not come down to that. It comes to just like the feeling of hearing a pop song sung by musical theater like irk something in me that I can't (laughs) like describe. Like I don't know, and it's like no hate. It's just like you know, I I just can't. I don't know, and I'm waiting for my mind to be changed. So maybe I'll just go, and then maybe I'll have a different tone, but. I think we need to change our mind. I, I'm the same way, but I love it when, um, like, Anne Juliet, the way that they do it is they legit, like, 
they embrace it. Like they have a jukebox on stage to kind of okay. reference okay. it. And the way that they like do their songs and there's this number in the show, they kind of just like make fun of them for being a jukebox musical. And so I'm like, I respect that. And the work that they're doing is just so entertaining that you're just like, okay, I could get with this, you know, because I'm the same way. My mind, I don't know. I feel like I have to give it a chance. I feel like you'd totally be in that fan base. I feel like you just fit right in. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah, because it's just like, I don't know. I I like to go for both. And I think that's why I really have like the plays because it's like, I, you know, growing up coming to New York, we would go see the big musical of the year and that's really all we would see. And then when I was like, I think 16 or 17, I saw Angels in America and my whole perspective changed. And I was like, this is crazy. I sat through five hours of this and I'm obsessed and I love this. And why have I not seen a play on Broadway? And that like changed it for me. And I was like, I have been sleeping on plays because when you come as a tourist, you're like, oh, obviously I'm going to see the best musical, like obviously, but the plays are underrated. I couldn't agree more. And it wasn't like until like really this season that I've been like on the plays train. Um, Cause usually when, like when I was younger, I would be like bored if there wasn't like right. singing or something and I'd like doze off or something. But now as I'm getting older and I'm like, Ooh, yeah, like I can get into this. Um, Cause it's basically just watching a movie on a stage, you know, there's no yeah, songs exactly. and movies. Yeah. It's like, it's cool. Um, Cool. Well, is there any other like uh, categories that you're really excited about and you want to talk about? Maybe musical revival or, or I don't know, oh, sh- shout whatever. Revival. I, well, I'm sad that I have not yet seen Parade and Sweeney Todd because if, if they were not like, if Sweeney Todd was not a million dollars, like I would have been already. If they could have watched, I'd be standing outside at 8 a.m., but they do not. Real. I'm entering the lotteries. Like I'm trying and I really want to see them. And I really think that they will win a lot. Um, just from like, I mean, I just know. It's like, you know, you have Ben Platt, you have Josh Groban, you have Annalie Ashford. Like it's like a no brainer. Like I don't have to see it to know that. Yeah. Um, so that's still pending for me. I saw Into the Woods and I absolutely, or no, I saw Into the Woods twice. I'm such a liar. That that and Fat Ham, I have seen yeah. both of them. Oh my twice. God. Um, yeah. So one time I went and then someone's like, I won the lottery. Do you want to go? And I was like, all right, I guess we're going again. Um, but Hilarious. for a show like that, like, I'm glad in that moment in time because it was such iconic with like such an iconic cast. Like how could you not take up that moment and like go see that? And I'd never <laughs> seen a production of Into the Woods before. So it was new. Um, but I, I don't know because even though I haven't seen the other musical revivals, I don't feel like it will win just because yeah. it was Into the Woods exactly what Into the Woods you expected it to be, which is great and fine. And I absolutely loved it. But it wasn't, you know, it was exactly what you expect. And sometimes when you want a revival, it's like you want something that's a little different or you want a performance that absolutely blows your mind that you weren't expecting. And I did right. Necessarily feel that, that way. Um, I think Julia Lester was incredible, and I love that for her. And I would hope I would hey. love her to win because I think that I mean I don't know who else is in that category, but Ruthie Ann Miles, Bonnie Milligan, Natasha Vet Williams, Betsy Wolf, and Julia Lester is in that category. That's tough. I feel like one hundred percent. I think Bonnie Milligan would take that yeah, category. It's gotta be. Julia Lester is an honorable mention, and I love her. So I, you know, yeah. But I do think that Bonnie Milligan will take that category. I'm with Um, you. I I know. I want to go. I actually haven't 
I, although I've talked so much about Parade, I haven't seen Parade on Broadway. Um, so when I go, I'll have to bring you along. Um, oh my God, you saw yeah. Sweeney Todd though, right? Not to get off on a tangent, but- I did see Sweeney though. Todd this week and oh my God, it, it was so good. And unfortunately, uh, because I'm just the biggest Ben Platt and Michaela Diamond stands, um, I have Sweeney Todd winning Best Revival. Um, yeah. But that's also without seeing Parade on Broadway. I saw it at City Center, right. literally like last row of the entire show, like up in the balcony. I didn't get like press tickets or anything for that. I like went and purchased a ticket. I was like, I can't miss this. <laughs> it yeah. was so I, good, I, though. I think Sweeney, T- I think that I think I don't know who's in the category with Ben Platt, because that's I think where it becomes difficult it, is it's a stacked one. It's a stacked one. Christian Borrell, uh, Jay Harrison G, Josh Groban, Brian Darcy James, Ben Platt, and Colton Ryan. It's just, there's, I have no there's idea. so much. That, that is a toss-up. Isn't that also like the same three that were in the 2017? Yes. Which yes. is wild. And Ben Platt took that one. So keep our eye out. I have Jay Harrison G, but uh, I said an honorable mention to Ben Platt. And I feel like because Jay Harrison G and Christian Burrell are in the same show, they could split votes. And that could actually help Ben Platt uh, win and get the most uh, votes because, Mm. you know, people may be like, oh, I love some like it hot and go either way. Um, but some people may just be like Ben Platt and who all the Tony voters love Ben Platt. He's already won a Tony and you know, it's like, it's great. Um, yeah, I can't believe that it's the same three as like five years ago. Like that falsettos year. I mean, I was really paying attention that year. So if there's any Tonys that I've ever paid attention to more, it's that one and falsettos was robbed, but it's fine. I'm Um, obsessed. Hilarious. You know, We'll see what happens. All of these categories this year, it was a really strong year for Broadway. It's very exciting um, to see what's what's to come. Um, yeah. Is it because, do, it, do you think it's post-pandemic or do you think it's, I do. like, I mean, I guess you've probably followed the Tonys way more detailed than I have in my life, but I feel like this year is, like, really loaded. Yeah, you know, it's a little bit of post-pandemic, but it's a little bit not because it takes so long to develop a musical. And so all of these were already in the works before the pandemic. Um, right. You know, Kimberly Akimbo uh, was over at the Atlantic. I mean, that was post-pandemic, but it was already ready prior to the pandemic. Uh, and Juliet was over in the West End. Um, Shucked kind of came out of left field, to be completely honest with you. Um, I know it was in development and did well at like Wisconsin and Wisconsin, yeah. I think. Um, but that was post-pandemic. So he could have really used that time to really make it what it is now, maybe make it a little bit more funny because of, you know, we all need a little bit of laughter and everything. So I don't know. It, it, it's interesting and it's interesting to play with. Um, I think it's a little easier to bring a revival over. Um, and, and that could actually have been post pandemic theater. Um, but I think yeah, it, nonetheless, it, it just gets us excited for the next couple, the short future for, for theater because of this post pandemic yeah. era that we're in. So it'll be interesting. Everyone had more time to write. I, I feel like musical revivals, I don't remember them being like this many strong ones in a year. Yeah. Like, the categories that you know who's going to win. Like you were like, yeah. oh, this this one was obviously. But this is like, like that's insane. I mean, thank God those aren't in the categories with best musical or like no one would. Literally. 
literally never once have i seen a a revival category that could i'd be happy with all four winning right to be completely honest with you um i would love to see camelot just come out from under all of it because no one's giving it the proper due that i think it deserves because i thought it was amazing um and i'd love to see parade like i just love to parade and and love everything like the way that it sean actually voted parade um the way that it you know was on broadway for 14 performances if that and now it's getting this wonderful run in the honor that uh you know it deserves so uh, I'd love to see that in kind of being recognized I guess and, and win but I think at the end of the day I think it's going to be Sweeney so we'll see it'll be interesting yeah I agree because like even though Sweeney hadn't been on Broadway in a long time like it had a movie it had the appreciation yeah. like, and like you know notoriety doesn't you know win you awards but also you're kind of rooting for like you know you want the one that didn't get its time to like get its time so like kind of underneath you're like great even though you know it's good you're like it's like it's like the good like it's not an underdog because it's really not an underdog but it almost feels like that because it didn't get its time on broadway that you're like let it have its moment it's a good show yeah and it and i struggled with taking sweeney because it took it's always done you know like every five years it seems like it's on broadway or or they're doing a production off broadway or somewhere close um so it it was really hard but i I just thought this production was is was quite magical um and annalee ashford is just so good in the show (laughs) like she like made the show um and so i was just like i can't go against that maybe because it's the, the show that i've seen like Re- most recent um yeah. but i just i just loved it so much Ugh, um, i know it's i struggled taking it because i wanted to take parade so bad but you know oh well no I, I get it. <laughs> i'm like giving opinions on something i haven't seen so nobody me, but <laughs> i just say whatever i want but i yeah. think i agree with you on that from my from my knowledge that i can yeah. infer so <laughs> totally um well is there any more knowledge that you want to infer um, um well i have a question for you because I, unless you talked yeah. about this earlier um because you saw life of pi correct oh okay i did and not I talk wanted, about this I, I want to know about that because i want to see it and i haven't heard anyone who's seen it so, so every single category that life of pi is uh nominated for is on my prediction to win. Um, I cannot believe that the main actor who plays Pi did not get a nomination. Um, and it pains me, but I loved everything about Life of Pi. I've tried to get my mom. I've tried to get my grandpa there. Um, I am a big fan of it. And I think it deserves to win. It didn't get any of like the best revival of a player, best player, anything like that. But it's up for scenic design. It's up for uh, costumes, directing, uh, sound design. Um, so I have them in all of that. Um, so it'll be... I, I hope it deserves some sort of recognition. I mean, the show is just too good. It's brilliant. It won over all the awards over uh, in the West End at the Olivier. Um, so I feel like they've got to do something with them. But again, that's also because I haven't seen many others in the category. So I don't know how. I don't know how. Uh, that that's just my personal bias because it's like one of the only ones that I've seen. But I will say they're in categories with A Christmas Carol, which I saw, A Doll's House, which I saw, Leopoldstadt, um, 
And so, but I chose Life of Pi because I just loved it every second I enjoyed. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I want to see it. I also, I, I feel like I didn't give Leopoldstadt its moment because I am thrilled <laughs> that Brandon Uranowitz is nominated and I think he should get it because he was absolutely incredible. So that is, because yeah, I, I thought Real. he wasn't nominated at first and I was like, that is such a snub. And I was yeah. so angry. I was we so angry about about it. Like, for like 30 minutes. I was like, this is ridiculous because I had just seen it the week before. I was like, how did he not get nominated? And then Eli was like, he did. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to cool. Brandon. His performance is so good. That category is another one. Samuel L. Jackson, Ariane Moyad, uh right. Brandon Uranowitz, Jordan E. Cooper, and David Zayas. It's like, oh right. so man. Then I'm like, I don't even know. I mean, he's incredible, but then you're standing up against people like that. Like, I don't know. Right. It's so, it's just like crazy, especially Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, the guy's a legend, you know. Right. Like I um, can't. Yeah, I like <laughs> like <laughs> good performance, kid. You know, I really feel like a lot of these categories are unpredictable, and that makes it very exciting to watch because yeah. I really feel like more than ever, it's like not that clear. Yeah, so. it it's a definitely a coin flip year, and it's exciting to see. So we'll see what happens. Very excited. Yay. Cool. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for doing this and thank you for coming on. I'm so glad that we got you on the podcast and uh, talked some Broadway with you. It's so fun. Of course. I hope everyone Yay. likes my opinions, good or bad. Of course. No, I'm, I'm so glad because, you know, without you, we legit would have had no play talk. So, uh, so happy that you uh, were willing to do this and came on here. Of course. It was a pleasure. Take a bow, Sean McManus and Jessica Lauren. I'm so excited that we were able to be joined by two of those fabulous guests. And so it's not just me talking for a full hour about the Tony Awards. It's so much more fun to have a little bit of banter, have a little uh, competition, uh, whatever it is, some fun stuff. And it was good to have a new guest and a reoccurring guest. Uh, very fun stuff. Once again, the Tonys are this Sunday at uh, you can watch it on CBS, Paramount Plus, uh, Hulu with live TV, all the things. Be sure to tune in, get your ballots out. We may be doing a giveaway uh, for it all, uh, but stay tuned for all that information. Follow us on social media to find out more about that and enjoy the Tonys. And I can't wait to see you all on Tuesday, a short week. Once again, uh, we have another great episode. We have some incredible guests next week with Jeff. Jesse Mueller and Javier Munoz. Uh, wow. Jesse Mueller I, is already recorded. And I just, I, all I can say is what an episode. Uh, I'm so excited to share that one with you guys. And I record Javi next, uh, early next week. So uh, stay tuned for it. And I uh, can't wait to see you all very soon. Thank you all for listening uh, as always. And I hope you all come back next week for both episodes. Until then, bye everyone. Have a great week. For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kimberly Garris, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow are our fabulous editors, Jessica Warren, who edits the audio of the podcast that you just listened to, 
and Tessie Tokash, who edits the videos and visuals for this podcast. And how about a bow for our executive producer, Chris Griner? And our final bow are extra special to the patrons, Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners of PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com TAB. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to subscribe on the platform that you are currently listening to this on, or go check out our YouTube where you can watch the episode. You can also subscribe, like, and comment on there as well. If you're more into the regular social media and want to follow us, you can do that at Take About Podcast across all social media platforms. The music of this podcast was made by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon, and the logo was created by Giselle Bustos. And that wraps up this episode's Curtain Call. Thank you all again for listening to this week's episode, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.